Hello everyone, welcome back to another week of Afterbirth Rebirth with me and Nova from Four Guys in a Comic. And, uh, well, obviously I got Nova with me, much like I always do every week. So, Nova, how are you doing tonight? I am pretty good, especially because we're talking Rebirth. That always that always brings my mood up. Yes, I'm with you on that. Rebirth has been a blast. Yeah. Um, but real quick, before we kick off our week of, in Rebirth, I just wanted to mention something real fast here that our uh, new friends at Aftershock Comics um, sent us over some stuff to look at this week. And the one thing that they sent over was uh, a comic that's actually dropping Wednesday. So today, by the time you hear this, it's going to be today, all right? The comic drops today. And it is, it now. is none other than The Revisionist number 3. Um, now I was, I read the, the, I have not read the first two issues, but I saw this and I was like, yeah, I'm going to read it and see what it's all about. I read issue number three and I was utterly blown away by this book. Uh, the art, the colors, everything in it is phenomenal. The writing was top notch. I cannot speak highly enough and I've only read the one issue. Um, now no, I know you've read a couple of the earlier issues, but not number three it's, yet. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I got to reread them, especially just because there's so much going on in that book. There is. There is a lot. Like I said, I only read issue three. And the beautiful thing is, folks, if you can't find issue one and two, I, like, I haven't read those ones yet. I'm going to go back and get them. But I don't feel like you're going to be lost if you just happen to pick up issue three. Because issue three is almost like an origin story as well. So I don't feel like you are going to be missing anything if you just happen to get issue three. Um, it's... So well done. I think issue three is a good jumping on point. But in a nutshell, I mean, I guess, no, how would you describe this book? Like, kind of in a nutshell. Um, It's sort of like a time travel, I guess, time travel to save the world. I don't know if there'd be, if I'd add a little twist to it. Um, I, yeah. Lots, lots of guns. Yeah, time travel. Okay, so I guess the way I would put it is much like that. And the only extra thing I would add in is... Time traveling hitman to save the world. I like it. That's yeah. that's really the best way to put it. That's um, accurate. Without giving away anything that you're gonna find out later. But uh, man, is it amazing! And it's written by a. I'm gonna probably butcher his name. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I'm gonna say I'm gonna try and say it. It's written by a Frank Barbary, I believe is how you say the last name. I think that's a fair guess. Fair guess, yeah. Art by Gary Brown, I think, who's yes. done quite a bit. Yes, art is by Gary Brown, and the colors, and i got to give a shout-out to this colorist, because, like I said, we've talked about colorists in the past and how they don't get the proper props and whatnot. And yeah. I do feel like the colors in this book really help make the pages just pop off. And so the colorist on this um, is Anne Joffe, Jaffe? I don't know. One of those two? We'll say we'll, we'll just say Joffe. It's J-A-F-F-E. And, uh... God damn, it's amazing. Or, I'm sorry, not... not what did I say her first name was? It's Lauren. I think you said Anne. I think I did say Anne. <laughs> it's Lauren Affy. God, I butchered her name. I am so sorry. It's okay. But, yeah, it Lauren Affy, A-F-F-E, is the colorist. Anyway, her work is phenomenal. By all means, check it out. Um, and hopefully, at some point in time, we can get one or more of these people on our show, and they can come and yeah. tell us how their names are really pronounced. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, so, but, no, it's, 
fuck, it's a good book. You guys need to check it out. So that being said, it's a new week in Rebirth. We are now in, what, week 12 of Rebirth? Yeah, we are. Week Crazy! Though? It's been three months. It has it's insane. And it feels going like by fast. Yeah, I feel like before it's we know it, bi-weekly. our comic book day is going to be here before we know it. We're going to be reading Rebirth all over again. Um, Love it. Yes, it is fantastic. And this week we have some fantastic books, and we're even going to talk about a book that's not technically in the Rebirth universe, but was still a really fun read. It's going to be a yeah. six-part mini series. Um, yep. Why don't we just kick off with that one? We may as well. Yeah, may as well. It's not part of the Rebirth world, so to speak, uh, but it's not. <laughs> Sorry, other... guys, for those of you turning in, tuning into Rebirth here. <laughs> We're like discussing anything minutes, but Rebirth. Ten minutes of no Rebirth at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, this part is still DC, though, so I mean, it's Yeah, it's still worth awesome. checking out, I mean. Um, but written by is... Garth Ennis. Yes. Art is, is gonna... by, what's, what's that gentleman's name again? God, we're slacking tonight. Let me oh, pull it up here. God, it is late. It is. And I have a thunderstorm, so if you guys can hear the thunder crackling in the background, I apologize. But yeah, six-pack in Dog dog Welder, number one. Um, for those of you that don't know, these these are Garth Ennis-created characters. They appeared in Hitman. Don't remember what issue. I think it's mentioned in this issue. They were in like Hitman number seven, something like that. But uh, they're a strange cast of... <laughs> They're very strange. This book was my introduction to these characters. Like, I have heard of them before, um, but I have never read anything from them. Uh, So this was my introduction to these characters, and I I enjoyed it, okay? I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy the book a lot, but it was weird. Yeah, it is. It's like pushing. It's pushing the limits on... I guess what DC books usually are. Yeah, I'm almost amazed this isn't like part of their like Vertigo series or something. You know yeah, I mean? it's it's way more adult than. It's not a book that's meant for children. Yeah, by yeah. any means. Yeah, and uh, it's like you've got this guy who literally, I, again, Tap hasn't seen him in action, but he literally welds dogs to people, and you can sort of see dead dogs. Dead dogs, yeah, and you yeah. can sort of see his family has like these burn marks where clearly he had welded dogs onto them so it's kind of weird um you got like and he's supposed bottles to be a hero, of isn't he yeah, i guess so i don't know this is like a, a gang of misfits i'd say yeah i don't know and you got you got um you got six pack drinking a bottle of dan jackals i mean <laughs> it's yeah it's it's definitely pushing he's reading like green arrow green lantern but it's the upside crossover down. upside down <laughs> And, he's and like, yeah, there's, it's just, there's like racist things here and there's, they're making fun of events constantly. There's like this little panel where they're making fun of convergence and they call it retardants. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like really pushing the limit here. Secret bars and yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. These characters are funky and we, you actually do get to see a lot of DC characters as well. Which I thought was cool. You do, and not only do you get to see some characters, you get to see some of my personal favorite characters of the DC Universe. And uh, real quick before I forget, the artist's name in this book is Russ Brown. Braun? And uh, none other than Mr. Steve Dillon did the cover art um, on this book. So you're going to enjoy that if you're you're an old school fan there. Yeah. Uh, But that being said... 
Um, one of the scenes in this book that really kind of <laughs> just so funny. It is. It was. It had me laughing, and there had me at a couple parts going, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So they have this purple alien character named Baytor. Yeah. Who can't say anything, but I am Baytor. So I feel like it's almost a knock on Groot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's funny because Baytor is a. Uh, I, I guess he's a waiter at the bar. I, I, I don't, think I mean, so. That, I mean, he's he waiting just gets, tables. He or just something. fetches the drinks or something. I don't know. Yeah, but at the table, so not only do you have like this misfit band of of people, but you also have Power Girl, Catwoman, um, Starfire, Starfire, and then this the part of the group of this gut. It's it's really guts in the I'm, heart. I don't yeah, know, I'm trying I don't to I'm know. trying to find the name because I forgot what it was. But you've got her, and then you've got this guy called Bueno who just comes in <laughs> laughing. It's this Bueno. That's he's wearing he a says. trench coat and a, like a thong, and that's it. and like knee high like F and B boots. All right, like, oh, the, like he's like the, dirty. The he's like boots. snot on him. He's got a gut. Yeah. Oh my god! And he's just like <laughs> Bueno. It's six packs. Like I'm the that. only one who can talk in this group. <laughs> yes, so his dog funny. welder doesn't say a word. He's just silent yeah. all the time. It seems. So yeah. I mean, you obviously have Catwoman, Power Girl, and Starfire. They're all talking. Yeah. Um, but they're basically telling this pile of guts to leave uh, Bueno, <laughs> and that he's no good for them, and that he's cheating on her stuff. But my favorite scene in this. It's got to be when Baytor is delivering the drinks to the girls at the table. Yeah. And as they're walking around, or as he's leaving, Catwoman's like, meow, Baytor, shake that sexy little thing. <laughs> and she swats him on the ass as he's walking away. And you just see Baytor, like, grinning from ear <laughs> to ear. <laughs> and he's just like, hee, I am Baytor. <laughs> I'm just like, what? It's ridiculous, and but it's it, so funny. It is. And then Power Girl even, like, scolds Catwoman. is like, why do you have to do that? And she's like, he loves it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. I love this one scene where um, Six Pack's talking to, slips in my mind who this is, but he's like, if, he's complaining that nothing ever happens to him. He's like, if only something would happen the way it does for guys like Booster Gold. I mean, Booster Gold for sake did you ever hear of a bigger loda i just thought it was really funny because <laughs> booster gold actually does do things but he is a joke but yeah i mean it was just awesome they're complaining about how nothing happens and then and while we'll they're at away, the bar but... complaining that nothing happens yeah you got um, this gentleman talking to dog welder yeah and okay <laughs> so this is what i love about it you don't know well okay if you're a fan of hellblazer you know exactly who it is when they show the pack of smokes. Like they zo- they draw just like chain smoking it. Yeah, and they like kind of zoom in on the pack. And so if you're a Hellblazer yeah. fan, you're gonna immediately recognize who this is, and you kind of see a little bit of a trench coated arm in there as well. Um, but they don't actually ever show his face in this issue. Yeah. Um, but obviously, a couple of surprises for me was seeing number one Constantine in this book. That that made me super excited. Um, and while they're all talking about how nothing's going on, blah, 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 this green craziness fog is happening in the background. And I wonder what that could be. Yeah, you don't really know until the very end when, well, you know, we're not going to spoil anything. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this. They introduce one of my probably top five favorite DC people, 
Um, and it, at the very end. So aside from, you know, my Batman and Constantine love, um, this person's de- probably definitely in my top top five for, for DC people in this universe. So yeah, I was extremely excited was, to see Constantine and this other it's gonna character. Be a great miniseries. Too bad it's not bi-weekly like the other books. Correct. It is going to be monthly, but it's only six issues, so they got to make it last. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I will say about it as well... Uh, it's a good jumping on point. If you don't know who six pack and dog welder are, don't worry. I didn't know who they were either. And you're, it's still, it's, it's good for new fans and old fans alike, basically is what I'm trying to say. So, and yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of cursing that's sort of censored, but, um, there's a lot of it. (laughs) It's like every page has like two or three censored words. And like we said, it's not meant for children. So if your kids are like, hey, what is this book? Be like, no, 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 no. You, you can't have that one. That's a daddy or mommy book. You can't yeah, have exactly. that one. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Uh, what do you think? Now, speaking of Hellblazer, should we just yeah, let's kick jump off right Rebirth in. with Hellblazer? That's let's, a good segue. Yeah, let's let's talk about some, some Johnny Boy. All right, so... In this one, you have Hellblazer Rebirth number one. So before we had Hellblazer Rebirth, now we actually have the very first issue of Hellblazer. Yes. And me being a huge Constantine fan, obviously I was very excited to read this. And I would say overall, it really did not disappoint. Um, it, Like me and Nova went off last week with Batman 5. I don't know if anything can compare to that. Uh, Tough. Yeah, I'm just, we're just still writing. We're still writing high. On Batman yeah. Five, um, so that's going to be a little bit harder to, to top. However, it's still a really good read, and they kept a lot of um, little nods for the hardcore Hellblazer fans in there, which I absolutely loved. Um, so yeah. that kind of made me giggle and little Easter eggs, I guess you could say. Yeah. So written by Simon Oliver, art by Moritat. I hope it's not like a French. It's like Morita. Um, I'm just going to say Mortat. You know what? I will say I did enjoy the artwork more in this. I don't know what it was, but I thought it looked better than... It looked crisper, I think. It, it, yeah, I think maybe, maybe the, the inking. The coloring, yeah. The coloring, inking, yeah. I think it was a bit different. But it did look much better. Um, and we start off with like this like 1914 assassination of, you know, kicking off World War I. Um, I thought it was really... You know, it's kind of cool. Hellblazer always does that, right? They always sort of tie in, maybe not always, but they have in the past tied in sort of real-world events to, you know, adding a little magical space to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you got the uh, Franz Ferdinand thing going on. But what I did like is what came afterwards. And this is one thing you mentioned to me. You were, you were talking about Hellblazer uh, little gifts and... Uh, for the continuity people and people who have read Hellblazer in the past, the original series, we got Naked Johnny Boy. But that's not that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got Naked Johnny. Well, he is naked a lot in in a he lot is. of his books. He's he's always stumbling drunk naked. So yeah, I mean, and I like how he's even got he just tosses the trench coat on even when he's he gets out of bed. Here, he only puts the trench coat on. <laughs> you can still see him naked walking around. And they do kind of blur it out a little bit. Yeah, so oh, of course. Uh... I did like how absolutely drunk he got the night before. He wakes up with, like, tears rolling down his eyes. That's how bad it is. Yes. It's so bad for him to wake up. 
super bloodshot. Yeah. Um, but before he throws on the trench coat, the one thing that I loved about this was that uh, for those fans of the original Hellblazer series, they still kept it in here, and I love the continuity. He still has the tattoo that Swamp Thing gave him on his ass from the original Hellblazer run that Jamie Delano did. Uh, yep, still has the tattoo right there on his butt. So I was yep. like, oh my god, they're keeping it in there. It's awesome. Yeah. So that, that was kind of a nice little nod to the old school fans. Yeah. And speaking of Swamp Thing, we do get quite a bit of him in here. Lots of Swamp Thing. It sounds yeah. like they're going to be teaming up here in the near future. Be, yeah, they're going to be besties for a little while. Um, they, you know, Swamp Constantino and Swamp Thing a favor because Swamp Thing helped him, you know, helped him get back to London. He basically held off the Justice League in the Rebirth issue behind the scenes, um, which I wonder if we'll ever see. I wonder what. I guess he just told them, hey, guys, don't worry about it. This is Swamp Thing telling the Justice League what to do. No big deal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there, you know, there's some wheels being set in motion. This was sort of like a you know, chess pieces being set into place kind of issue. But it was really nice. I like how they go to visit, um, what's her name, Mercury, is it? Yes. Yeah, and she's, like, all over Swamp Thing. Well, I mean, oh, who- who wanted Who wouldn't, me? Yeah. <laughs> rub that moss on yourself, my God. <laughs> Good exfoliation. Just be sandwiched between Swamp Thing and Grant Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, you know, it's it's always great to see Swamp Thing and Constantine talk because they are like, you know, they got to be friends, but they hate each other at the same time because they both sort of, well, Constantine more so than Swamp Thing. They really screwed each other over in the past. Yeah. Speaking of screwing. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. once again, keeping the continuity alive, there's a little bit of a joke in there where Constantine says, Hey, you know, basically I'm not gonna be your your toy for you to for you to sleep with your wife with again and Swamp Thing's like, No, that's not why I came to you, that's not what I need from you. And then it almost seems like Constantine's like, well, are you sure? Because, I mean, I, I I might be willing to uh, <laughs> yeah. help out a friend. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was, was, that was awesome. So, yeah, if you guys haven't read, like, it was actually a crossover from Swamp Thing. Um, but it's in one of the very first trades of the original Hellblazer where it has the crossover. Go read that, and then you'll understand the tattoo and the... And the Swamp Thing using John's body and that kind of stuff, it all makes sense. It's a fun read for sure. It really is. It's a really good read. But yeah, I mean, it was a pretty solid issue. I had fun with it, and it did feel, it is feeling more like Hellblazer as opposed to, like like we said, Constantine. Um, Mm -hmm. And we get a little taste at the end, which we're not going to talk, really go into, but um, it looks like we've got got our villain here. and it looks like, you know, based on previews, that Swamp Thing will be returning. So it looks like we're going to have a pretty good first arc here. I'm really excited for this. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got one of my all-time favorite characters in Hellblazer. You got one of Nova's all-time favorite characters in oh. Swamp Thing. And they're going to be teaming up. You know, maybe if there's enough good feelings, good vibes about this book, who knows? Maybe we'll get a Swamp Thing rebirth out of it, too. God, I love it. They got to. I mean, who doesn't like Swamp Thing? At least like him. You don't got to love him like I do, but either way, Everyone they'll, they'll do it. Good Swamp they'll thing. 
know, don't we all? <laughs> nice swamp thing. <laughs> My God. Uh, so moving on. Speaking uh, of things, <laughs> um, how about we just talk about, you know, we could talk a little action comics. Because we got a thing in there called Doomsday. We do have a thing in there I, called Doomsday. Yeah, and I would like to say that uh, <laughs> this is it, guys. This is it. This is where it's all been worth it. Um, what'd you think? Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm still waiting to see. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I've been a big fan of action comics this whole time, though. Uh, just because I'm kind of waiting to see where everything goes. And based off of the climax in this issue and what happens in this issue, which I, I don't really want to spoil it. Um, let's just say that was it worth what are we what issue are we on a six it's a, it's well, a six one two but six one was it worth six issues to get to this I, point i think we could have yeah. chopped out a few issues to be quite honest um however was it worth the wait yes most definitely especially since it is a bi-weekly book there's yes. absolutely nothing wrong with going three months and getting to where we are now for the big you know the big climax so i'm I'm good with it. I thought it was really good, really well done. Um, definitely interested to see where it goes from here. Yeah. Uh, they still haven't explained who human Clark Kent is or what he's doing. Find out soon. Or they haven't really explained a lot of Lex Luthor. But based off what we've seen um, in upcoming preview pages, um, I think we're going to find out here yeah. within the next, I would say within the next two months or so. So the next six to eight issues we should get all the answers that we've been seeking yeah um, i will i will say one thing though i think while the while the arc was a bit drawn out um it, it did have some purpose i mean you had we've i guess lex luther you know he kind of got the good light on him he's not a complete a complete jerk i guess after this arc um you got like the whole wonder woman interacting with lois and john so she's kind of you know, I mean, she she was dating a Superman for, and now, like, buddy-buddy again. And I guess, you know, there was some stuff going on with this Oz gentleman. So, I mean, the way this issue ends off, it looks like... It looks like there's going to be some um, potentially fun stuff that doesn't take as long to uh, <laughs> to get done. Yeah. But yeah, it was, a, it was a fun issue, I'd say. Um, I, I wouldn't really... I wouldn't really hate it. You know, I, I wouldn't say I hated it, but I did feel like you said could have been a bit shorter. But at the same time, you got to write for biweekly, so it's understandable. Correct. And so, honestly, I believe that if this book wasn't biweekly, and he, there's only been three issues out instead of six, Dan Jurgens probably would have condensed it all into three issues. Yeah. To be quite honest, for sure. Uh, but since it is bi-weekly. I feel like he had to come up with something to kind of stretch the arc out a little bit. And this is the payoff for it. And there's definitely some, some nice twists and turns that happen. And um, I'm thinking next issue, based off the... Uh, not the spoiler, I guess, but the header. Um, where, you know like how every issue ends and it's like, coming yeah. up next, blah, 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 to like, keep you interested. Yeah. I'm thinking we're going to find out who Human Clark Kent is potentially even next issue. I hope so. And then hopefully we get the rest of our answers within the next six to eight issues. But. You're a dreamer, hopefully. <laughs> but 
But no, I enjoyed it. And the art was really good, too. I can't... It it was, yeah. The art was phenomenal. I truly, truly, yeah. truly enjoyed the art in this a lot. Um, we can't, you know, talk art enough, so... Yeah, it's been... It's been... Yeah. You know, Rebirth has had, just in general, really good art. Speaking of which... Um, you wanna you wanna jive? Let's let's talk a little Titans too. Okay. Because I had that had some pretty good art in it. I'd say. I don't know if you're a no 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 no. It was great art. I I liked it a lot. Um, I think last time, maybe you talked about Titans one. I don't think I had read it, so I, I had to catch up here. But basically, so. we've got we've got um the team base. I, I think Wally touched everyone, and they're like, oh yeah, we're we're getting memories of you and stuff, right? That's what happened in the past two issues. Yeah, more or less. But now we've got, um, oh, what's her name? How could I forget her? Linda Park, Super News, Super Reporter, as she always calls herself, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's sort of trying to find out what's going on. And I kind of like it, you know. She's sort of, she's sort of, I don't want to, like, she's not falling for him, but, um I think for some reason it's sort of it's sort of getting to her and it's uh it's sort of making her a little soft. You know, she even the way they say I've been looking for you. Um I don't know. I just uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. But this issue was definitely a showcase of art. I mean, it is just a brawl. It's like Teen Titans Smash Bros. <laughs> All over the place. Over your face, neck, and chest, as you said last time. <laughs> We're going to have to start paying Kevin Smith royalties. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> Can't afford it. No. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a pretty good issue. We got this Abracadabra fellow, um, who I don't think has... I don't know. I don't know if he's ever really been a, in DC books before. He may and be a new villain. Has, and yeah. I'm not 100% sure. If he has been around DC Books, he's probably mo- most definitely a D-lister um, that yeah, but he's trying to bring to light. Yeah, he's pulling some sweet moves here. Most uh, definitely. Um, I like this whole ti- uh, Titan clone puppet folks. Um, and there's some weird stuff. I mean, yeah, you got, you got Dick Grayson as Nightwing fighting Dick Grayson as Robin, and um, Wally West Flash, Kid yeah. Flash versus Wally versus West Flash, Flash. yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like that. Donna uh, Troy versus in all black, which is her current costume, versus Donna Troy in the red costume, and Arsenal fighting Arsenal, and yeah. But what I did like is that Dan Abnett was obviously smart in doing that, except for except for Nightwing, which didn't, which was kind of weird. Everyone else sort of outsmarts their younger counterpart, as it were. Like Flash Wally West knows to stop when he's going super fast, and then the other one sort of trips and bails out. And same thing goes for um, Arsenal versus like the younger Red Arrow. He takes him down, but for some reason, Dick Grayson Robin gets the better of of Nightwing Dick Grayson, which I thought was a little funky. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a pretty fun issue. Um, you know, that's all I really got to say about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was just uh, it's basically all it was was just a really fun um, nonstop action issue. Uh, it didn't really touch on any stories or really kind of grow rebirth yeah. universe out any because I know a lot of people say, yeah. "Well, Wally's this kind should of this be the title." 
Correct. You know, Wally's the center of rebirth, so everybody keeps expecting um, more to come out of Titans. And this one, really all it was was just a a ginormous 20-page battle scene. Yeah. Um, But The one thing they do mention is sort of like, oh, he... This isn't right. He he changed. He he's sort of like implying that he knows someone was manipulating time. Whether he knows it was Doctor Manhattan or not, we don't really know either. But yeah, that was the only thing that sort of related to Rebirth was him sort of mentioning, "Oh, the times changed. He he changed it." Yeah, Stuff like that. Dabber was saying some things. Yeah, that like yeah. these people shouldn't have met yet. This wouldn't make sense. Blah blah blah. Um, but I think he's, uh, abracadabra here, boy. I think he's going to be a pretty, uh, uh, a pretty sound villain. Um, I think so. I'm, his design is very 1920s villain. I'm going to tie you to the train tracks type look. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the long curly mustache and the capes of, but, um, I think he's going to hold his own and it sounds like this is, he's going to kind of be the 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 big bad for the next few issues at least so yeah i like him uh i think he'll be he'll be fun to to see what you know dan dan abnett does with him uh, again this is like it seems like most rebirth books are leaving off with pretty pretty big cliffhangers which is I awesome because it reels it, yeah. you in and then they always have the title of the next issue which is sort of like oh come on the problem with this this titans is monthly right yes titans is monthly Bummer. I'm pretty sure. I feel kind of like excited. I feel like it's monthly. I feel like it's been a while since we've read. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I. I uh, it is. Yeah. It is no. Like, I was like, we read so many of these. I can't even. It's hard to keep track of them all. Yeah. My memory's not as good as it once was. Uh, but Brett Booth does the pencils in Titans, so we definitely need to give him some some props for the yeah. art in this book. Um, he's definitely. I love how he draws the Flash. I'm kind of picky about people drawing the flash i don't know why uh but i wow. absolutely love the way he does it and the way that he you, draws him like yeah. running and stuff so you, you gave tony daniel the thumbs up last week i did or was it yeah nope, I think it, was it was tony, last nope, week. It was tony daniel it was in uh, justice yeah. league yeah yeah nope he did it really good job too honestly like i like the art in the flash comic um but there's some, I mean, I don't dislike the art. I like the art a lot. However, I like the way some other artists portray the Flash a little bit right. better. Yeah, I guess you could say. Well, so speaking of which, how about that Barry's Day Off? Yeah. Jeez. So Flash number five, Barry's Day Off. Right. Uh, so um, for those of you that haven't read four, I guess it sucks to be you, but. Um, he basically, we left off last time and we didn't say this, but he revealed his identity. He told, told Mina that he is Barry Allen and he is the fastest man alive, which Wally also says, uh, to my recollection, Wally was always faster or he was able to, or maybe it was Barry. I don't know. Anyway, they're all the fastest man alive. Well, now she's over here narrating the start of this book. And she says that she's now the fastest woman alive, which is without a doubt the coolest thing ever. That's what she says. I wonder what the, what it's like, can you imagine, that that hair's got to be a real hazard to run that fast with. Right? 
Imagine it gets caught somewhere and then oh, it's getting ripped out your scalp. You're scalped. Yeah. Which is a great title by Jason Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well done, uh, sir. Well yes. done. On that the was, spot. That was impressive. Look at that wit. But yeah, we've got a uh, new artist, new penciler anyway, Felipe Watanabe. No more Googe this week. We had Googe two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I really dug the art. I thought it was sweet. Um, like, like you said. Too. Especially like when he's drawing, like the the not when they're in their suits, but like when they're outside of their suits and he's drawing like their, their faces and like the close-ups of their faces. Um, yeah. I really like the art on that a lot. He, he did a fantastic job with the faces. But yeah, this issue was really... I guess you could say it was Barry's day off. He's sort of getting... He's getting a spanking at work from director Singh, who's like, where have you been? What are you doing? Finally, you show up to work. But the bigger part of this issue, so I think they titled it Barry's Day Off just to kind of be able to introduce some new characters and kind of write Barry off for an issue. Yeah, Um, Which is smart, because he's still included. You still get the Barry love, but... uh, Bring in uh, Wally West, the other Wally West, the new fifty-two. Yeah, the new fifty-two Wally West, and uh, he's basically discovering that he's now a speedster thanks to the giant speed storm that happened. And he's, you know, he's going to the training center where all the other speedsters go because he wants to check it out. But he's not real sure if he wants to go in. He doesn't really want people knowing that he's a speedster. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't Um, want the ID out there. And for whatever reason, Mina's running by and happens to see him, and she's trying to talk him into going to the to the school, so to speak. And he kind of explains her, you know, mm, I'm not real sure if I'm down for that. So then, basically, she offers to train him herself, which I I just find it odd that she's training people. I mean, she's, she's had her powers oh, that... for what two weeks? I yeah, mean, she like... she's like she's she could teach Barry a thing or two. I mean, it's. As Rusty would say, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she she's either, I mean, she is like a scientist at Star Lab, so she would just be... That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. Either way. Um, yeah, they just sort of have like a little little chill hangout day. Save a couple people, I guess. Build a car. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> really makes you wonder what uh, Barry's been doing with this time. And Wally um, shows that he can shoot lightning out of his hands. And Mina's kind of impressed because she's like, I haven't even learned how to do that yet. You know, you, 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 there's something different about you. You have a gift. Um, Yeah. You know, keep training with me. Meet me back here every day and we'll train together type thing. And I don't, I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but they and i guess i missed this in issue 4 they actually thought that the the dr carver was his name they actually thought he was godspeed i guess i must have it's it's kind of hard as the reader where you're like no i mean they look completely different like this guy's but they don't know they don't know what godspeed looks like so yep. um i thought that was a little weird but yeah i mean one hell of a cliffhanger yet again my god my god joshua Mr. Williamson, you take you give Barry a day off, or what kind of day off is this? It's one of those day offs where you're like, oh, sh- I really shouldn't have taken the day off. Yeah, this I'm going to get back to work, and this is going to yeah. suck. Now it's overtime. 
But uh, I will say this. I know we've seen him before, but there's like a even a better scene with Godspeed in this, and I love the character design. I mean, I don't know how many That's more so cool. speedsters you can draw. That's I mean, so over cool. the years, look at all the different speedsters they've had to draw and designs they've had to come up with. Um, yeah. But Godspeed's Godspeed's pretty dope. I, I I definitely like his character design. I yeah. am. I don't know if I'm a fan of the character. We don't know enough about him yet, but I am a fan of the design. So, I was yeah. I, I'm still sort of trying to think of who it may be. It'd be kind of kind of disappointing if it was just some random person who had, who got these powers and was just super fast. I hope it's somehow it's got to be related to Barry or yeah. Or this Nero person August. seems to know a lot. A little too much. A little too much. And, you know, the fact that they're able to go around and start stealing the speed force from all these other people due yeah. to the whole magnet thing that they talked about last issue. Um, Which is kind of weird. There's too many speedsters running beside each other and this whole magnet thing. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like Wally and Mina hanging out and running fast beside each other all day. Someone should have stole someone's speed force. But uh, I'm willing to cast that judgment aside i guess yeah no i'm did, did they say everyone does that or is it just exclusive to godspeed that's his like special you know how they have like special the magnet speed thing? force ability yeah um they said they've said that it seems to be with everyone um except for barry because barry is basically a part of the speed force i guess right, so to right, speak. yeah so therefore it doesn't happen with him um but they've noticed that, like, if you get too close to other speedsters, the whole magnet thing tends to happen, and it wants to draw them all in together. Um, and I think Godspeed's just found a way to become a professional at stealing it, whereas everybody else is kind of like, hey, what the heck's happening? He's like, right. oh, I got this. So that makes me think he's got to be, like, a scientist guy, or, like, a smart guy of yeah, some yeah. sort. You know what I mean? He's, I don't think he's be. a dummy. God, I hope it's not like August from the future or something. Oh, sir. Anyway, um, <laughs> we've been, I feel like we've been sort of underplaying these issues and it's not that. I think we're, I think everyone re rebirth this week and maybe even next, no, maybe not next week because next week there will be a new Batman issue, but um, <laughs> I think we're still on that high. You know, I mean, we had Batman and Superman was really damn good last week. As and well. Aquaman. And Aquaman. Yeah, it was it was a really a, a fantastic week. And not that these issues are bad. They just weren't as good, in my opinion. Anyway. Yeah. The last few pages of Flash were really like, oh, shoot. But, um, yeah, overall, I wasn't, um, again, good. Wasn't, like, running around my house telling my parents or my siblings about it. So, uh Speaking, let's let's actually segue into this. This is probably the most disappointing issue of the week for me. Uh, maybe you didn't. Maybe you liked it. Um, Deathstroke number one. Okay. This is just maybe I'm just an idiot. Okay, I could take it. I'm not. I'm not one of those people who reads like a a really complicated and intricate book and gets it. I think I read this issue three or four times, and some of it still was a bit over my head. Because there's all this political stuff going on, and I guess they they do they do a Christopher Priest does a decent job of explaining it. I'm just not really big into politics, and 
the political I guess they, agenda, so to speak. They, they, yeah, they sort of. I guess with with the money they got, they sort of got this guy a seat, or they got him in, in running for the, the election again, or something. But then they gave him pictures of him being like a politician doing. He's in you know, some BDSM stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there were so I I did enjoy I I I don't know I I can't say I really enjoyed the issue all that much, but maybe it's just me. I don't know. How did you feel? Okay, so like I said last time, I was never I've never really read a lot of Deathstroke um, ever before, so this is all kind of new to me. So once again, I feel like if I knew more about the history of the character Deathstroke, I'd probably appreciate it a lot more than I do. That being said, I still really enjoyed the issue. Um, I'm not knocking it at all, but it does have a lot of political undertones in it. And if that's not really your thing is, you know, the political aspect of it, you may not enjoy it as much. Um, I still liked it. There's a lot of flashbacks in it. And I think once again, that's nice for the fans like myself that are new to the character. I appreciate the flashbacks because it kind of gives you a little bit more insight as to who the character yeah. is. Um, the 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 big bad um, in the current Deathstroke, this TikTok, is kind of an interesting fellow. Um, yeah, I kind of I'm kind of liking that a little bit. Um, there were some pretty some pretty good scenes between Deathstroke and Wintergreen that I liked. Yeah. That was the most um, enjoyable part. Yeah, the dialogue between those two were, was yeah. really well done. The art's top-notch again. Oh, yeah, the art's fantastic. There's yeah. there's no doubt there's about that, that. There's that splash page where they're, like, on the motorcycle. With the gun and the... Wintergreen yeah. is just is really good. Yes. But, um, yeah, um... So, yeah, a lot of flashbacks, a lot of, you know... Yeah, they got the whole thing with him and Adeline, which I guess is his ex-wife. Um, <laughs> just pretty weird. I mean, it's, they I got an a one relation. It reminds me of Mister and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly what, what it I was reminded thinking. me of. Yeah, um, yeah, and they get a little frisky. I think this is like the the most again most mature and sort of um, yeah, I'd say the most mature Deathstroke I've ever read. Just because he's, we're getting a lot of character glimpses and it's all it seems all really dark to me like deathstroke has literally nothing good going on except for banging his ex-wife but those were flashbacks too though well yeah but i mean now that even winter even current i mean that was flashback yeah so right now his he just seems like a grumpy old man which is fair enough i mean doesn't seem like he has too too cool a life yeah. well he has a cool life but it's not like a good life you know what i'm saying like it's not the kind where you're sort of just Smiling all day. Yeah, he's not yeah. happy. But he's got Wintergreen back, so hopefully the dynamic between them. I mean, they they do have their comedic moments, you know, where Wintergreen, like, where were you, like, all these months, all these months? He's like, I was golfing mostly. You know, they have, like, they have their they have yes. their good little moments together. Yes, that kind of cracked me up, because at first when I read that, I was like, man, Destro's a dick. And yeah. then when you see Wintergreen's response, I was like, oh, that's just, like, how they communicate with one another. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. just... Very well done. I, I I enjoyed that a lot. But there are twists, and the last page is a really good twist. Yet again, God damn, I don't know what these guys are all doing, just getting together. Like, okay, I need help. Let's let's really get the last page to just blow everyone's mind. And they all just have this huge. 
focus group. <laughs> yeah, they're all doing a fantastic job with it. Um, that's for sure. I mean, hell, even with Action Comics, there was a big cliffhanger. Yeah. And that was the end of the arc. Yeah. And, and it, it still left you with a cliffhanger, even at the end of an arc. So, I yeah. mean... They're doing that. They're, they're getting that well. They're they're definitely pulling. They're pulling me in for the next issue. I just got to read the next every issue every time. Yeah, whether or not it's one of my top reads ever or not, they're definitely pulling you in every single week. Yeah, I, I will keep trying. Maybe I'll have to, I'll reread the issue again and just sort of. And maybe I it's mean, one of those things too where it's going to come together in another three to four issues, right. and then we're going to be like, "Holy crap!" Because I mean, honestly, with Batman, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like. I was kind of like, yeah. okay, what's going on here? And I was kind of like, yeah, it was good. We'll see what happens. And then all of a sudden, Batman 5 comes out, and I'm like, woo! You know, yeah. so maybe yeah. it's one of those things where it's a, it's a long haul, so. Yeah. I'm, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm so looking forward to, to more. Either way. All right, what's next? What's next? Um, So I've been actually meaning to ask you, if you don't mind. Going to get a little off topic here, but all still right. on topic. All right. So... You know, I, I buy a lot of trade paperbacks and stuff, but what if I sort of wanted to be surprised? What do I do? Where oh, do I go? well, sir, I'm glad you ask. Um, actually, I personally just signed up for this service as well, but there's a new, newer um, comic book service out there for those people that want to be surprised. It's a new blind box service called Comic Bento, okay? B-E-N-T-O, Comic Bento. And what Comic Bento is, is they will send you over $50 worth of trade paperbacks every month uh, for, well, it depends on the plans that you set up. They have different plans. Say you do the month-to-month plan and you don't want to pay for anything else in advance. You strictly want to go month-to-month. It's $20 a month plus $5 shipping in the U.S., if you live in Canada, like our good friend Nova, I believe it's like twelve eighty shipping, something like that. So it is a little bit more for shipping, uh, but it's not horrible. And like I said, if you want to pay three months, six months, a year out, etc., you can actually get it even lower every month and save yourself a, a, a few bucks there as well. But what they do is it ends up being about four trade paperbacks every single month. And just like Loot Crate and everything else, they all have a theme. So for instance... Uh, I think this month's theme for August is As Seen on TV. Now, they just started shipping this month, so we don't know what's all in them yet. Um, but last, the previous month, um, they had like, uh, uh, oh, I can't even think, uh, Rewriting History. And so you got like X-Men, Days of Future Past. You got uh, some other like indie books. I mean, now this is a great service because not only are you going to get at least one from the big two, okay? It seems like every month you're at least going to get one Marvel or DC trade paperback. And it's not like it's something that you don't want. It's something that everybody usually wants to read. But you're also getting stuff from some really great indie publishers as well. Such as Valiant Comics, Image Comics, Boom, Dynamite, Archie... The list just goes on and on, okay? Now, the thing that I love about this service and the reason why I personally signed up for it is because I like reading stuff that I probably wouldn't normally pick up on my own. You know, some of the best books I have ever read came from recommendations from folks like you, Nova, buddies in our chat, whatever the case may be. And I pick up these books that I normally would never pick up and my mind is just blown. 
And so that's why I signed up for this service. But it's a blind box service. So that you do. I've heard people say, well, what if I get something I don't want to read? Or what if I get something I already have? Well, you know what? That's the risk you take. But I'll tell you what. The excitement that you're going to have every month when that box arrives and you're opening it up, it's going to be absolutely amazing. So that being said, Comic Bento is now helping us out here and what i mean by that is we have a special link that if you click on our link and you sign up for any type of subscription whether it's monthly three months six months etc you will get 15 percent that's right one five percent off of your very first monthly purchase okay all you got to do is click the specific link for us which we will put in the description notes of this podcast we also have it on our twitter feed we have it on our facebook wall we have it everywhere okay so it's easy to find click on that link you're gonna get 15 percent off your first month's purchase and give them a shot just give them just even one month just give them just give them a try for one month all right and if you don't like it you can cancel. No harm, no foul, no feelings are hurt. You gave it a shot. But I think we could all use a little bit more comics in our life, and potentially comics that you normally would never pick up and read on your own. Now, I'm going to get my first box here um, end of September. So we have a few more... I have about four weeks before I get my first box. But I'll tell you what, folks, because I kind of got on the train a little late there. As soon as I get my first box... I am going to do a bento comic bento unboxing, and we're going to have it up on our YouTube channel as well, so you guys can see everything that I'm going to get monthly, because, well, I'm going to subscribe. I mean, I am subscribed to it. I'm going to continue to subscribe. Um, it's a great service, so be sure to check us out. Click on that link. Give them a shot. Just give them that one month. You get 15% off. You can't go wrong. You really can't. No. I'm looking forward to that tap's thoughts. Yeah, and not only that, but you know our good friend Noah here who loves trade paperbacks, but shipping to Canada can be pricey. This yeah. is maybe not such a bad option. It is not. And like I said, every unboxing that I've ever seen of this company has been... You get at least one from the big two, and it's like solid books. Like uh, um, There was like an Amazing Spider-Man arc one. There was uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. I mean, like it's legit books it's not like oh it's squirrel girl trade paperback i mean you may get a squirrel girl sometime but that's they give you quality books is what i'm trying to say so they're not just trying to steal your money and giving you a bunch of crap books this is quality books they have to keep it quality because if they don't you're gonna stop subscribing they want (laughs) you to continue so they can stay in business so they're gonna give you quality product well speaking of trade paperbacks and quality products yeah, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number three. Now, I say trade paperbacks because I feel like I had read a trade paperback when I read this because um, you and I have sort of been slacking on the series. And all. Maybe you have and I have. I have personally. Um, so I basically binge read from the Rebirth issue all the way to, th- is it three now? Yep, yes, this was three. issue three. And I had a pretty nice time doing it. Um Mostly because we got our we got the boy Sinestro in there who starts off as a grumpy old man and then becomes a grumpy young man um, as he seduces Parallax or let's Parallax seduce him. <laughs> Enter me, Parallax. Oh, Parallax has a swamp thing. I feel young and rejuvenated. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the, the I will say one, one thing. Yes. Oh my art. god. 
Rafa Sandoval with his pencils is just killing it on this book, especially this issue, because this was, this was like how Jordan just exploding with constructs and just going crazy. He's fighting like two dozen yellow lanterns. Oh my god. And the constructs are very detailed. It's not just like a blob of a shape. Like these are straight up extremely detailed constructs. Yeah, and it is unbelievable. If you look, you know how sometimes there's artists who don't do backgrounds in like a certain action panel? For the most part, there's maybe two panels here that didn't have a background. Mm-hmm. Um it's just incredible. And There's the colorist too. Props got to go out to the colorist on this book as well. Like, how cool is it? When as soon as I saw him put his fist down, and you see sort of the light entering the ground, I'm like this is gonna be sweet. There's no way something epic can't come out of it. And it's like this huge net. Not even a net. It looks like a net because they're flying around, but it's like a flurry of like, what is it? Stormbringer. What's the hammer that? Uh, Oh, what's his name? <laughs> not not Thor, but the other guy, the guy, the horse guy. God, how what? do I forget his name from <laughs> from Thor from Marvel? You know, the you don't know who I'm talking Beta about. Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill. That's I was like, what are you talking about? That guy. That looks like his hammer, doesn't yeah, it? It looks like Storm bit. Stormbringer, whatever it is. Anyway, I I digress. Um, yeah, you're getting into Marvel. This is a I'm DC getting all pop. I'm getting all cosmic <laughs> excited because this is this this really feels like a nice cosmic title. You got all these races coming in, and they're all they're on these all like crazy planets and stuff going on. Um, and the artwork's phenomenal and all of it. And not only that, but, but they show Hal, they show yes. Guy. Oh my! I they was show at, John. That's they the show one. Like, they don't show Kyle, but I mean, they they show like a lot of your favorite lands from over the years too. In this, that's, like it's, it's not a, yeah. a Hal-driven story. That's the problem I got with this. Is I love Hal, love seeing him, but whatever situation Guy Gardner's in right now, I want to see more of that. Yes, because he's you get like what is it the one page with him and he's like, come on, guys, like he's all bloodied and hands his, are all bloodied. He's like his, fight clubbing it. Yeah, his knuckles are bleeding. Um, I just, I, I need this going on. Because he, right now he's basically exploring, I guess. Um, John and the Green Lantern sent him out to explore and see where they are. Um, I need to, I guess I should read Edge of Oblivion and Lost Army, I think, where the minis right at the tail end of the New 52, where the Green Lantern Corps got sucked into some wormhole or some something or other. Um, but yeah, uh, I... I'm 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 happy with this title so far. It's it's been pretty good. Um we had our you know, it's I I like the fact that Green Lanterns and Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps are so different. Like there's and it seems like ideally there's no chance they'll cross over anytime soon. We won't have one of those silly Green Lantern crossovers every other every other uh I guess month. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way at all. Yeah, and the, I think the artwork really carries this book as well. My God, yeah, Sinestro. no, the artwork. Honestly, out of all the Rebirth titles this week, the art in all of them has been really good. Um, I'm enjoying the art in these books a lot. However, I think this book for this week takes the cake for art. So you don't. I, think so? I was I was liking Detective Comics a lot. I which we still have yet to discuss. Um, Detective but was good, really... but. This I don't is, know, the yeah. art in this was just, it just, there's so much detail in this there book, is. and is. 
so props to the artist and the colorist of this book. Um, it is. Yeah. And it's, it's got some good, good, it's got some good Hal moments in there. And again, fucking last page. It looks amazing. First of all, okay. The one thing I will say, God damn, Hal needs to stop doing sit-ups. His core is exploding. (laughs) Look at that dude. It's insane. His abs are massive. He's like, it's it's insane. But anyway. So, Sandoval, fantastic job on the art here, buddy. Seriously. Um, Yeah, he's got like a... It's insane. But they're massive. They're huge. They're bigger than his biceps. But anyway, each each single ab is bigger than his biceps. It's like Scott Steiner. If anybody remembers good old Scott Steiner, his abs look very much Scott Steiner-ish. Yeah, he's been, Hal's been taking some human growth hormone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that last page, God, the detail on that. It still is looks remarkable. really good. Anyway, um, yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to this. I love Sinestro, and I'm just, I'm, I'm glad this feels like a nice cosmic title. You know, it's got a nice cosmic feel to it. I think it. we might even be able to get Rusty to read this title. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I think so. I think we need to so tell him to step his game up here. Yeah, it's so disconnected from the rest of DC that it it like it, it honestly exactly it's a, it's a straight cosmic title. So I think Rusty yeah. would actually really enjoy this. I know he gave Harley Quinn a try and he wasn't too big of a fan, but uh, I think and I don't know about all the Green Lantern titles, but this one specifically, I think even Rusty would really enjoy. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna try to sell him on. Ooh, that's what we'll do next podcast. Instead of him selling us, we'll sell him. Exactly, and we'll—that's what we'll do. We'll sell them on the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Buy what we're selling. Buy what we're selling. So, okay. just because uh, Mr. Nova here mentioned it, let's go ahead and jump into Batman Detective Comics number nine thirty-nine. Let's do that. Um, start of a new arc. I really like this issue. No, just can- I don't remember what I'm trying to I'm racking my brain trying to figure out what it was that I first saw Eddie Barrows' art in. Um For me it was Martian Manhunter. I don't know about you. It wasn't Martian Manhunter. It was it's an older I meant an, oh, okay, an older. It's okay. an older title, but I just recently read it within the last year. Huh. Um you go ahead and you discuss this. I'm gonna figure out what the hell it was that I first saw. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this issue. I thought it was um, I thought it was it, it, it was just, it was just great. You get so much so much stuff going on. I like these flashbacks um, with Kate and Bruce. I really enjoyed that. Just um, you see that they've they've sort of been supports for each other for a little bit, um, but we move on from there, and it's sort of it's sort of the regular Batman thing where you know he's keeping secrets from the team, and the team is too happy with it, but. They start talking because they're all a happy bat family, and families talk. Um, so that's what they did. And you know, I've I've got to say, I really like I, I like how they they do manage to work as a team, but at the same time, Tinian, Tinian, however you say his last name, I apologize. I think it's Tinian. Number four. Um, <laughs> the fourth. <laughs> the fourth. Uh, he does a good job of making them a team, but at the same time, everyone has their own spotlight. And we find out that again. Sorry if you haven't, if you didn't read the last issue two weeks ago, it's your problem. Uh, we're gonna give a little spoiler. So Ulysses and um, 
Jake, uh, General Kane, or is it Colonel? I don't even remember. Um, they basically release all those drones. Uh, and I like that there's this one panel here where they find out that, you know, there's there's still that whole, we don't know if they're a myth or not. They, Batman seems really convinced that the League of Shadows is a myth. Um, but, you know, uh, there's this one panel where uh, Tim Drake is saying, yeah, there's going to be damage. You're cutting out. Oh, okay. What part did I start cutting out at? Um, probably like 15 seconds ago. Okay. There's this one panel I like where um, Tim Drake's talking about collateral damage and innocent people dying, and you just see Batman's face is all like, uh, he's pulling that gruff, gruff, pissed off look. Nobody dies tonight. That was my dry throw Batman voice. <laughs> well done, but, sir. But, but how do you... I? I guess the artwork in Green Lantern's a lot more vibrant, but there's this one page here where they show all the drones flying in, and it just looks amazing. It just looks so good. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just—I uh, don't know. I like this more than the than the the Green the Green Lantern Al Jordan and the Green Lantern core art, but that was still phenomenal. And you got this one panel here too that's like a, an homage to the the Dark Knight Returns. Yes. That was really oh, cool. Oh yeah, I oh. saw that and I did get pretty damn giddy when I yeah. uh, when I saw that. But they're clearing out Gotham and I like how I just like how ahead of the curve they are. I always love it. You you gotta love it when Batman makes the makes the villain go like, What? How did he know? How did he know where we'd be? How are they doing this? How did they hack our stuff? Ulysses is freaking out because Tim Drake is hacking his stuff. It was just great. It was a lot of fun. And again, like it sucks it it doesn't suck it's fair we don't say spoilers because people um still haven't read it but this is another great ending to an issue and i there's again this single panel second last page where tim's just walking up to like a window and there's like lightning in front of him it just looks great the cape's flapping um and there is i really do like uh how the team's talking here as well. Not going to give away spoilers as to what's happening, but Batman's getting pretty, um, he's getting pretty worried because of something that's happened. I just really enjoyed the issue. It was just great. It wasn't a Batman five, but, um, I still a fun ride. Really good. And there's even that part where, uh, (laughs) you even kind of start to feel bad for Clayface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's like scaring the family off and he's like sighs to himself and he's like, ah, if it works, it works. But like, you just feel bad for him. Well, he came in as Batman. Yeah. And he's like, can you do me a favor and maybe head down to the basement? (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, you know. Yeah, okay, not working. So then, I like yeah. it though. Yeah, I feel bad for him, and that's kind of you always do feel bad for Clayface because he's just one ugly son of a bitch. Yeah. But um, I'm really digging it. Can't wait for the next issue. Needless to say. So Eddie Barrow's art, I love the way Eddie Barrow's draws Batman. Okay. Um, he's yeah. one of my favorite Batman artists um, as far yeah. as drawing that specific character. Um. Because I guess I wasn't a big fan of the new. I know Capullo designed it, but I wasn't a huge fan of the new Batman look for Rebirth. Uh, but the way Eddie Barrows draws it, it just makes it all okay. Yeah, <laughs> I just love his Batman. It's really good. I like the way he does a cape too. You can see it's sort of got. It, 
at times it's like a little feathery. Yeah. But it's yeah. kind of got like it's got like a little swoosh going for it. Yeah. And I know some of this also has to go to the colorist. It's not all anywhere Oh, absolutely. Else. So oh, yeah. that probably as well, yeah. but Yeah. Um the one that I was thinking of earlier though, I had to look up his work, but it dawned on me what it was that I first saw of Eddie Barrows' work that just I absolutely loved. I was reading it and the whole time I was just mesmerized by his artwork was the Superman Blackest Night miniseries. Oh, okay. That was him? Yes. It was like the whole time. I didn't even know who he was at the time. I yeah. was just reading it. I'm just so blown away by the art and as I'm reading I'm like, oh my god, who is this? And I had to go back and look and it was Eddie Barrows and I've oh, it was such a gorgeous book. Speaking of gorgeous books, yet again, we got to talk about Wonder Woman, I guess. Um, issue number five. So I'm going to start with my my probably one of my only complaints. I do like the two stories going on. At the same time, I'm kind of flip flopping. Because uh, I'll read an issue of like the year one story, and I'll be like, oh, I kind of wish it was another issue of the year one coming out in two weeks. And I'll go and read what uh, an issue of the lies story, and I'll be like, oh, I kind of wish it was the lies coming out in two weeks. But at the same time, I'm kind of excited that the other story, and it's just this mess of like me roller coaster riding with emotion. But um, overall, you know, it was a. The artwork was yet again amazing, um, as all Rebirth titles are. And yeah, aside from that, um, it was a bit of a slower issue, for sure. Felt like not much happened here. They're sort of talking about this whole deal with uh, I'm probably, this is like a it's still a really funny name whenever I read it. Uh, Urs Kartaga, this like a uh, swamp thing looking guy. You know who I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I did yeah. feel like it was kind of swamp thingy. Yeah. But um, you get this, like, Wonder Woman and Cheetah bonding, and all, throughout the entire issue, you've got these just gorgeous panels by Liam Sharp. Um, and yet again, we get, like, a little twist in there. Not much to say, really. Um, there's this one really odd moment, and maybe you'll know what I'm talking about, where... Uh, the whoever his name I don't know what his name is, but the guy who's talking to to Steve Trevor, he sort of pulls off this vine. It's like a yeah, he pulls yeah. out this vine. Is like his is a male presence, potent and ageless. And if you look at the vine in that panel, um, it looks kind of phallic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then he like cuts it off, and there's like juice coming out of it. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, what is going on, Liam? Yeah. But yeah, um, leaves off on an interesting note. So uh, I am very excited to see what happens in what does it say here? And on September 28th, Wonder Woman number seven, The Lies Part Four. It's in a month. Yeah, well, because Wonder Woman 6 is going to be year one Wonder Woman. Right. But basically, that, yeah. That's in three weeks, and I guess this is, is this a five-Wednesday month again? This is September, or... Oh, August is a five-Wednesday month, so you know what's happening on the 31st annual. Oh, yes, yes. That's why it's going to take a little longer. There you hopefully, go, Mr. Resolved. Hopefully it'll be worth the wait. I do hope so. So, that's going to bring us, speaking of female superheroes and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. bring us into uh, Batgirl. 
Batgirl comes out this week, and I don't know how I feel about it. I <laughs> and it's not about Batgirl, okay? Because Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, I enjoy a lot. Yeah. Um, Batgirl in the Nightwing series, aside from being a little overbearing, I still really like the character. Um, but this version of Batgirl and her solo series, I'm. I'm it not, moved. This I'm not issue feeling. moved really fast. Is it just me? I felt like it moved fast, but I don't know if that's not what I liked about it. I don't. It's just like the guy that she's dating, and it's oh, just yeah. like this weird. I don't know. It just That's didn't what it, feel like really anything happened. I yeah. mean, she's training to be an MMA fighter, and she gets her ass handed to her. Like you're, you're Batgirl. Yeah. I understand. I know. I'm a big MMA fan, so I understand that there's a difference between street fighting and MMA fighting. Okay, I get that. There's a very big difference. Um, but still, I feel like she. Yeah, she was gets, trained by Batman. I mean, come on. Yeah, I feel like she's not really... And she claims she's giving it her all, but it doesn't feel like she's giving it her all. Yeah. And then you have, like, this you know, this guy that she supposedly... It made no sense. In the first issue... They, her, she doesn't want to date yeah. him, and then they... This time has know. passed. And she was just trying to... She's just trying to get on freaking Lil, Lil Dicky over a Nightwing. She's just trying to... Exactly. Exactly. I don't get she's it. She's supposed to be dating Nightwing, because she got all pissy at him because he didn't show up in Beijing or whatever it was. I guess was this at. is her little revenge after she came back in the whole Raptor incident. She's just like, oh, well, screw you then, Dick Grayson. I don't like you anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna Remember, go they had a little falling out there at the end of that issue. Yeah, I'm going to go with this guy. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just... It was weird. I yeah, know, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not you know, you know what's going to happen? It's it's gonna it's gonna turn because there's a whole thing with the tattoo of that clown girl she fought in issue one. Correct. And I got a feeling Kai's gonna be connected to it somehow, and that's all it's gonna end up being. Um, and that'll be the end of that relationship. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. Then again, you know what? Maybe I'm not the demographic that this book that's, is aimed that's at. That's what I was about to say. So, and if that's the case, you know what? So be it. Maybe I'm just not this demographic. So, therefore, I don't want to bash it because I know that there's probably a lot of people out there that absolutely love the title. So, I, I don't want to bash it. But for me, personally, it was probably the weakest of the week. Uh, of this week. It was, it was probably... Yeah. Does that make sense? The weakest of the week. Yeah. It works in both ways. <laughs> It just it didn't hold up for me. I mean, the art was fine and whatnot. Just I don't know. I I wasn't feeling it. Speaking of not feeling it, you know, no. relatively, relatively. No, I had a decent time with Blue Beetle Rebirth number one. Oh, sir. I I don't know. I don't know what it was. It okay. So I, earlier this week, I asked you because um. You got these dots in the background. Correct. You had that too? I, I, okay. yep, I sure did. That's just some little funky design thing, I guess. But maybe that'll be different on printed paper, yeah. too, because we saw a digital version. So, But we got Jamie Reyes here, who I don't mind. I like it, and he got Ted Cord with him, too, which I do like. But if I remember correctly, maybe I, I may be wrong. Did Was Ted Cord not, like, shrunk or something? Did he not get sucked, like... In the rebirth, the DC Universe rebirth issue, did he not get? Maybe, I think I may be thinking of something else. Actually, anyway, um, 
you can you can talk about this. I I don't have much to say. Okay, so this one's written by uh, Keith Giffen and Scott Collins, um, and the art is done by uh, looks like Scott Collins did the art. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, Keith Giffen and Scott Collins. The art in it, I enjoyed. I thought the art was strong. Um, it looked good. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, but you basically have uh, Jamie Reyes as the Blue Beetle, um, who it seems like is new to being the Blue Beetle. I get the feeling that he hasn't really been the Blue Beetle for very long. Yeah. Um, Ted Cord's trying to train him. Uh, Ted Cord's all jazzed about being the Blue Beetle and training a new Blue Beetle and and having you know the Blue Beetle mobile or whatever they're calling it. Um, so like Ted Cord's like all about it, but then you have Jamie Reyes is like, dude, if you if you're into this so much, just get the damn scarab off my back and you can be the Blue Beetle. Like yeah. he's not he's not feeling it. He doesn't want to be a part of it. Um, but the Blue Beetle chose Jamie. You don't have a choice. Um, and I will say, as soon as he turns into the Blue Beetle, I really like the character design and the art on that a I lot. Did, I did enjoy the art in this issue. I, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Overall, nothing major really happened. He kind of fought, you know, a couple of bozos. And, I mean, nothing, there were no real big. What are these guys' names? You call the them names. bozos. <laughs> I did I did like these guys. It's like, it's like. It, there's one syllable words if I remember. Yeah, I'm correctly. trying to remember now. We've read there's, so much this week, I can't ever keep ruin, them all. ruin and rack. Yeah, and they got like these huge smiley faces on their, on their full on face, their uh, on their man, their bandana mask things. Um, they got interesting powers too. I've got to say. I mean, they uh, definitely it, give Jamie a run for his money. Yeah, absolutely. But he is kind of a. Kind of a, a wimp, not a wimp. He just he's inexperienced, definitely. And it seems like the the scarab has a mind of it's just doing its own thing for the most part as well. Correct. Doesn't really want to listen to him, or he doesn't know how to make it listen to. What's weird is during the fight, he doesn't know what to do. But when he says "I'm late for school" and he's flying off like no big deal. Oh, I know how to fly though. Um, I just thought that was a bit weird. But but I will say, you know, we're talking about appearances of characters we really enjoy. Oh, yes. page. Yeah. I was happy to see. I mean, we saw it in the DC Universe Rebirth issue as well. Um, but I did enjoy seeing... I, I think, I mean, I'm just going to say, because it wasn't the DC Universe Rebirth issue. I did enjoy seeing Dr. Fate here again. Yep. Um, not the Dr. Fate that was at the tail end of New 52, which was some kid. I never wound up reading that series. but No, this seems like it's the original it's the Dr. Dr. Fate. It is Hector Hall or whoever it is under there now. Yeah, which they, would be fun. Yep, nope, it's it's good. He basically comes to Jamie Reyes and Ted Cord, and um, really, it's Ted Cord that he goes to and tells him that you have no idea what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Um, and and the reason I was a little disappointed is because I really do like Keith Giffen's work. I've never hated his work. I've for the most part, anything he's written is usually a. And this was a fun time. I guess I just need I, I need a little more. It's a rebirth issue. Speaking so. of Keith Giffen, you know what I really want to read? I want to read Keith Giffen's Masters of the Universe series. Ooh, is that the new one? Yeah, he's dead a couple, but yeah, they were like with like the last couple of years. Um, however, speaking of new one, they're going to be having in October, very beginning of October, awesome. actually. DC is going to be dropping a 
Thundercats slash He-Man crossover. Now, if you're a kid like me and you were born in the 80s and grew up watching Thundercats and He-Man, woo! this is going to be an exciting, exciting time. I'm very, very stoked for that one. And it's uh, Freddie Williams II um, that is actually doing the art and I believe it is awesome. For those of you that don't know, he did the Batman TMNT crossover, which was gorgeous. Oh, it was so fun. Gorgeous his, and a fantastic. Turtles were amazing, too. Here's the thing is, I wasn't always the biggest fan of Tinyan, but I think he's really come into it. He's writing really good stuff. He wrote, uh, well, I, I don't know if he's, actually, I think someone else and not, not Freddie Williams is writing the He-Man Thundercats crossover. Yeah, pulling it up right now just to double check because I don't I don't think it's a familiar it. name to be honest I just know Freddie Williams is do, was doing the art or at least did the cover art the writing team of Mattel head writer and Masters of the Universe lead creative Rob David and supervising producer Lloyd with all-star artist Freddie E. Williams the second so yeah no I'm looking God, I'm looking forward to that. You heard it here first. No, I'm just kidding. It's not exclusive news at all. No, it came out in <laughs> July, like like a month and a half ago. But it is going to be dropping beginning of October, though. And I've seen some of the preview pages, and I'm I'm, I'm excited. So he's yeah, he's pulling but, the Joshua. Yeah, but that being said, I think that's going to wrap up week twelve of Rebirth. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Remember to follow us at number four guys in a comic on Twitter. You can also email us at four guys in a comic all spelled out at AOL.com. Hit us up on Facebook and be sure to subscribe to Comic Bento and use our link because if you don't, well, you're not going to get the 15% off your first month. And who doesn't want cheaper purchases? So, you know, hit, hit up the link. We're basically giving you money. Yeah, we're <laughs> putting money in your pocket. Yeah. But uh, until next time, thank you very much. The power is yours. You stay classy, Internet. <laughs>